eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 55. Hashtag, where is Jed? Don't forget to listen, download, review, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. And in this segment... Crawley interviews top pitching prospect DJ Hers, who pitched for the South Bend Cubs and was later promoted to the Tennessee Smokies. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, I'm here with Cubs pitching prospect DJ Hers. DJ, how are you today? I'm good. How about you? Oh, I'm doing great. I've had a, a great day. I saw a lot of Cubs players today. I saw uh, Pat Hughes and I saw old alumni Gary Matthews. And now I get to see you. So I've had a great day today. Sounds like uh, a good day. <laughs> you you were born and raised in Fayetteville, North Carolina. When were you – do you remember kind of the first time you were really interested in baseball? Um, So it wasn't really baseball, but my dad was – my dad loved sports. And ever since I was three years old, and he always told me the story. Like I picked up a basketball, and there was we had a little mini hoop. And he said I shot it with perfect form, and he was like, this dude's going to be, be an athlete. And so from there, I mean – I just picked up baseball, basketball, and football, and I, I legit practiced those three sports growing up from three years old to till I got drafted for baseball. And we honestly thought basketball was going to be my my sport, so we practiced basketball more than any other sport. And football was also second nature. And then pitching, for some reason, just always came supernatural. And I was always the best at pitching. That was probably the best like sport I was at. And um, we even practice hitting more than pitching. We practice shooting more than pitching. We practice football more than pitching. But pitching just always came natural. And we probably knew about, like, right when we were about getting into high school, when I started getting a lot of exposure, that, like, pitching pitching's what we want to do. And that's when we started really just, like, taking off with pitching. And it worked for you. You went to Terry Sanford High School and, uh, what, you won multiple conference championships, back-to-back regional appearances. You were in the player of the year. What did you do besides pitch? Did you Did you do something else as well? Oh, I hit. I, I I was actually a really good hitter. I was going to actually – so at Carolina, I was going to two-way to play football. I was going to walk on to play quarterback at Carolina at Chapel Hill. Also, I was going to also try to hit because my senior year I hit – it's high school, but I still hit 430 
with four bombs and like 13 doubles and like 20 something 25 games maybe and but I, I was a really good hitter and uh but now that 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 time's passed so <laughs> I was going to ask, you know, a lot of times I always wonder, you know, you know, as far as you young guys coming up, you know, you're going to always have the DH. Do you kind of regret that they did that? Or you do you wish you could occasionally get a bat? I wanted to hit. I wasn't, I wasn't scared of hitting. I I was, I would actually have tried. I was just hunted fastballs, but no, I'm, I'm fine with just pitching now too, especially with how nasty everybody is. Well, you know, I saw you recently, you were featured on the On Deck series, and, and if any of the listeners are interested, you can go to Cubs YouTube Productions. You're the second guy on there um, that they, they kind of showed you. And one thing that amazed me when I was listening to that is that you said the first time you went to a major league stadium was when you went to Wrigley Field for your pro day. Is that accurate? For sure. Uh, yeah, no, it 100% is. Uh, I haven't, I've never been to like a, actually like when I, when you saw me in uh, Chicago after the season, that was my first ever major league, like major league stadium game, like I've ever been to. Was that one? I was kind of waiting to hope, like I got called up, uh, like next year or something like that. And, and my first like major league game ever would have been like me pitching in it, but it was pretty sick to be there. And yeah, so the first time I like actually was in a stadium was Wrigley Field, and that was honestly I think at 18 years old. <laughs> so wow, but. And- from North Carolina, we don't have anything like near us, so it's like you got to drive all the way to Washington, D.C., or you got to drive to Atlanta, and we we've just never really had time with me playing three different sports, so it was kind of always hard for me to get to like a major league stadium to watch a baseball game. That's absolutely incredible, but awesome at the same time. I mean, you know, I, I saw you looking around the clubhouse and the look on your face. I mean, you you get to see the re- you know the new Wrigley, and it's just so beautiful inside, and the facilities oh, yeah. are amazing. Yeah, it is. It, Wrigley Wrigley's one of a kind. It's it's amazing. It, it's an awesome experience. It's breathtaking for just me. And even t- even when I go back and just see it and watching the games from the stands, it's, it's always bre- uh, breathtaking. Yeah. Now you like, like, you know, when you said you were, you played, you were going to walk on at North Carolina and go two way with baseball. How, how difficult do you think it was to, to make that decision? I mean, you were drafted by the Cubs in the eighth round of the 2019 draft. Uh, how hard was that to kind of say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and chase this stream and go play pro ball. Uh, it, it was definitely a hard hard decision, not just for me, but for my family too. Um, but I, me, my dad, my mom, we both knew like I never had real coaching with pitching. I never really had like someone to teach me fundamentals or like teach me ins and outs about games or stuff. Just people don't really know about pitching. And I knew like if I just could get some type of coaching, professional coaching, and it's not going to be like, oh, if this coach doesn't like you, then – you might be out or if you get injured, what happens when you get to college? It's just a win. And I knew the Cubs just wanted me to develop and they wanted to focus on me. And I knew if I just got the coaching, the pitching lab, all the kind of tracks, all, all that stuff like on me, I knew I could just take my game to the next level. So it was just something like instinctive in me telling me like, I know I can do this. And like, if I just get the help and like it, it would take off. And so far it's been, it's been unbelievable for me. Absolutely. Blessed. Yeah. You, you, you finished, uh, you, you get, uh, you signed on 29 on June 19th with the Cubs and you head out to Arizona. What were your first impressions? I saw you before at spring training and, uh, what did you think of Sloan and those facilities just in and of itself? Just how amazing was that? Oh dude, Sloan, Sloan's awesome. Like our facilities are by far top notch. Like you go other places and they, they're not even comparable to what the Cubs have put in money for, for us, us players. 
But when I first got out there, that was the first time I've ever been to the West Coast. So just like seeing the deserts and like just being amazed how far I could see without like like trees or hills and I could see mountains four hours away. It was it was honestly like it was crazy to me, but I, I enjoy I enjoy Arizona so much and the weather out here, especially at this time, it's, it's beautiful right now. But um, it was definitely something to get used to and just opening up to the guys and like them taking me in. It was it was it was a very cool experience. So you finished the 2019 season with the AZL Cubs, but then the pandemic wipes out the 2020 season. What did you do to kind of keep yourself in baseball shape? Uh, I, I've, I've been on other podcasts and I've told people all the time, like that COVID, that COVID year of us taking a break was a blessing in the skies for me. Like it was obviously like really bad for a lot of people, but for me, I was, a I think I was still 19 and I was still like 175 pounds. So I was still scrawny and, but it, it but that time period I knew like, Hey, some of these guys are going to take off and. I always remember what Kobe said, like 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road when you're done, are you going to regret anything that you like didn't do in the past? You're going to regret skipping some reps or not working out someday when you feel bad. And honestly, like that's been my motive ever since. And so I used that COVID year as just eating everything I could, lifting as much as I could, following the Cubs program, making sure I'm on top of my throwing because coming off, taking off a whole year of throwing, your, your arm's going to be susceptible to injuries which a lot of people did end up getting injured. And so I, I wanted none of that stuff to happen. So I stayed on my shoulder programs, everything. And I made sure I was on literally everything. And, and it was, it was just amazing to see like everything come together in 2020, 2021 and then have the year I had in Myrtle beach. It was, it was, it was just amazing to see that all the hard work I did paid off. Yeah. Let's talk about that year at Myrtle beach. You were under legendary manager, buddy Bailey and pitching coach, uh, Clayton Morrison. What were the takeaways that you had from your first season of pro ball? Uh, buddy's buddy's definitely like a dude, like <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a pretty hard guy. He's going to make sure everybody's on it. Like he's going to make sure like things are done the right way. Like there's not going to be much playing around at all. Like he, he's serious about it, but then he knows how to have fun with it too and make it light and make sure the season's not like, make sure you're not like it's too long. But Buddy's also a, a serious dude, and he's 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 awesome. I'm so grateful I got to play through him, and he especially my first year of pro ball, like coming in as a young guy, like you don't know much things about like having feel about pro ball or doing a lot of stuff. So he'll teach you that. And then Morty Morty played in the played in the bigs for five years, and but to this day, I I I love Morty. He's my favorite pitching coach I've ever had, and he helped me so much just on the mental side of the game, teaching me like. Hey, this is what this batter might think, or like if you're in this situation, or this like pitch pitch uh, sequence, like this is what you should do, like what works for you, how your mechanics work, and like working on it, and like he just brings a, such a good attitude that like you want to you want to play behind him, and it, it, it's an awesome to be like to be to be with those guys that I did. Well, you you were part of something amazing in Myrtle Beach because. Uh... You know, you're sitting there and you were part in, you know, you were minor league pitcher in the month in May. And then in late June, you, Jeremiah Estrada, Bailey Reed, and Denise Correa combined for Myrtle Beach's first no-hitter since 2012. What do you remember from that game as far as warming up and getting ready? Dude, I remember I was I was dominating the Columbia Fireflies all year. I remember I, my first – I think my first uh, – that was my third time pitching – my first three outings, I had nine innings of no-hit ball against the Columbia Fireflies. 
they didn't get one hit off me in my three appearances. It was like four innings, four innings, and then like another four innings. So it was 12 innings of them just having no hit ball. But I know the last time when we threw the no hitter, I, I, I wasn't feeling that good that day. And I, I was like, this is going to be a grind day. And I ended up getting out of that. And I was like, dang. I really have I, there's no hits on the board and I, I might have walked like four that day too but it was it was a grind and then I know Estrada came in and Estrada's Estrada that dude he's he's ridiculous his fastball is insane and I we had no problem with Estrada and then Bailey came in for an inning and shut it down and I think we get into the ninth and and we're all like yo we got a no hitter going like <laughs> nobody wants to say anything and then Correa's out here pumping 100. And it's like, oh, these dudes have no chance. And then they got like three, two, and Correa punches the last dude, and it was, it was, it was an amazing moment. It was awesome. Yeah, we had Jeremiah on the podcast, and, and uh, I asked him about it, and he's like, you know, we're in the bullpen, you know. So the first couple innings, we're kind of just kind of, you know, just messing around and you know, getting getting stretching and stuff. And he's and they that he mentioned that he saw a couple guys on base. He didn't know how they got on base. He just knew it. So when he came in, he really didn't even realize that there was a no hitter going. <laughs> No, I remember Estrada was telling me, he's like, I had no idea. It was, it, was, it was hilarious. So, you know, on September 2nd, you were promoted to high A South Bend. You finished the season strong, 331 ERA and 20 starts, striking out 131, walking 444 uh, and striking out 131 batters in 81 innings. So you end up winning the VD Himsel Cubs Minor League Pitcher of the Year Award. Were you surprised when you uh, found out that you won the award? Uh, for sure. Like we got, we got a bunch of, a bunch of amazing dudes that are super talented in, in this organization. And it's, it's honestly, it may, it makes me raise my game. Cause I know like there's guys behind me, there's guys in front of me and I gotta, I gotta work my butt off to be, to be where they're at or to beat them out, even though they're my teammates. But, uh, it, it was just an amazing moment. And I was, I was, I was super happy when, when I got announced that I was, I was the pitcher of the year and then also to be right beside Brennan, Brennan Davis. And it was, it was just an, it was an amazing moment. And I was just super glad that all my hard work paid off. And I had, I, that was my first year of pro ball. Like I didn't have no college. So it was just cool to be, see the things I, I was able, was capable to, of doing. Well, I, I will tell you, DJ, is, you know, in the beginning of the season, opening weekend, I came down to South Bend in 2022, and I'm looking at the rotation. Cole Franklin, Jordan Wicks, Max Bain, Daniel uh, Palencia, yourself, and I'm just looking. I'm going, oh, my God. And uh, I came down. I threw the first pitch out on Saturday, and you started that game, so I didn't bother you. Oh. Uh, I, I talked to Max and got some advice on throwing first pitches, but <laughs> how much did you kind of like bounce ideas off those other starters or even other bullpen guys and just kind of, you know, talk about pitch grips or it seemed like you guys just had great cohesion in that clubhouse. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, yeah, that, 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 team, was, that team was one of my favorite teams. It was just – and then you had a, you had a good a, – a great uh, pitching coach in Tony. You had a great – uh, manager and Lance and Lance is super laid back and like Lance is one of those guys where you know what you what you need to get done and like if, if you want to have fun have fun but like you know what you need to get done and 
South Bend is one of my favorite places in playing because just the stadium so nice, the locker room so nice. So we we all had everything we needed, and it was just more of just going out and play baseball and enjoying our time. And uh, we had a bunch of talented dudes, and it was. But everybody knows what they they are they're good at, and then. You got Max, he knows a lot of stuff. And then you have – you can't forget a guy like Chris Clark who, man, rest in peace. But uh, <laughs> love Chris. And he's a super smart dude, and he helped me with my curveball and stuff. And it was it was just a, it was just an amazing time in South Bend. I was, I was blessed to be a part of it. And, and as a pitcher, you guys have had to love to, you know, see that outfield behind you because you knew pretty much everything was going to get caught. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially when Pete came up too, it was – it was sick. We had Owen in, in right field and then Wogu in left. And then and then you add Pete in center field. And we actually started with Canario in center field. And, dude, and we had Mervis at first base. I mean, that <laughs> team was ridiculous. And then, dude, it was that, – that team was – we're going to look back in years and that team's going to be one of the better teams that, that were in minor league baseball. I absolutely 100% agree. And then on July 15th, you and your teammate Jordan Wicks are promoted to Tennessee Smokies. Was that helpful for you to kind of be able to go up with, you know, a teammate and kind of start at the same time as being another pitcher? Oh, yeah. So me and Wicks, actually, we got called up to South Bend together on the exact same day. We got called up to Tennessee on the exact same day. So it's just it's sick to be with Wicks. And I love Wicks. He just got married, too. And Wicks is an awesome dude. And um yeah, me and him are me and him have been moving up, moving up together. So it, it was it was very cool to like be with somebody that you know. And a, a lot of those players that were up there were were some of the guys I already knew. Like Chris was already up there, and then a bunch more. But like a bunch, yeah, just a bunch more. But it it, it was a it was a great environment. I was also close to home. I was only five hours away from home, so my parents got to come up every single game, and just make the drive out. So it it was it was sick. Now, did you have a chance to watch South Bend win the championship, or were you guys just too focused on what was going on because you guys had your own playoff run as well? No, we were we were actually in. Um, I think the whole team was eating dinner, and uh, the broadcast they they didn't have a broadcast for the the championship game. Where uh, I think in what they play? Did they play Lansing? It wasn't I Lansing. Think, no. Uh, no, no. Was it West? It was the Ten Caps, or not? Not the Ten Caps, but the the blue team i can't right Right. you're right Uh, but they didn't have a they didn't have the stream for game two or three and so we were just all keeping up keeping track in the box score because me zach lee bailey horn dalton stanball chris clark we were all up there and we all came from south bend as pitchers and uh we were all just keeping up in the box score what was going on so it, it was it was awesome to see so, so far you've been from low A to high A to double A. What are the challenges that you've faced, you know, moving up each level of the minors? Uh, I, I think, I think low A was just like, let's see what you can do. Like dominate, just, just absolute dominate. Whatever you see, whoever comes up to bat, just absolute dominate. And then high A gets, a, gets a little bit better and, uh, it's just more of the same thing, just like dominate. But then once you get to double A, that's that's the real jump. And it, it, I had a lot of struggles up in double A, but there were a lot of things like I needed to know. Like I never been to college ball. Like that was like the first time. Like I'm playing like for real dudes. Like these guys, we had we played against so many guys that we played. And next day they were up in the big leagues, and then you're striking these dudes out, and then getting these guys out, and it's like, oh, I I, I can be here. But as a young guy, as the youngest guy, I was like. 
man, this is a whole different ball game up here. And so you, you learn so quick and it's like, you have to pick up or you're going to get left behind. And so my last four games are like, I finished really strong. Uh, and it double A is a lot, a lot harder than any other, any other league. Now I can tell you, you know, back when, you know, we, you know, Chris Bryant and, and Baez and Contreras before those guys came up that we had to do the same thing you're talking about, looking at the box scores, trying to find streams wherever we could. But yeah. now the Cubs have the marquee channel and games get broadcast. Uh, how do the guys feel about that? Are they excited when you know that the, the crew from Chicago comes down and, and you know, it's being broadcast to all the Cub fans? Oh yeah. Everybody gets excited that we're like, Oh, we're, we're marquee today. We're, we're about to play good today. <laughs> and so like, you want to, you want to elevate your game just because, you know, more people are watching the marquees getting it on the game. They're out there. They're doing interviews. So, you know, like this game is going to be for real. Like we need to like play, play up a level. And so everybody's watching. And I think, I think it, it, it raises a lot of people's game, honestly. Now I, I got to ask you, how did hers day get started? <laughs> so I think uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a guy named on Twitter named Tim. And he, it was just in low way when I, when I was uh, my first year, and he just tweeted out Thursday, and then more people tweeted out Thursday, and then the Pelicans were tweeting out Thursday, and then a lot of people were tweeting out Thursday, and then after the season, and I get called up to South Bend, and they're posting, "Hey, it's Thursday, y'all." And then after that, after that minor league, um, after I won minor league pitch of the year, the Pelicans like posted every single. They would go one week on Thursday. Hey, it's Thursday. Here's a memory. And it'd be one of my starts. The next Thursday, it'd be a another Thursday memory, another start, and then another Thursday memory next Thursday. And so the Pelicans just kept it going. And then South Bend kept it going. And that's when it really like kind of just blew up. And it, it's, it's, it's a thing now. Well, Joe Johnson's going to be my guest on Wednesday for Fly the W podcast. He's the maker of obvious shirts. And I don't know if a Thursday shirt exists just yet, but I got, I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk to him about that. For sure. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> I remember him talking about it a little bit with me, but I, I don't think it ever came to like fruition. But we, we needed to make sure it, it gets a thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I know my parents one really bad. <laughs> well, you know, I got to see you at your first actual ball game ever at Wrigley Field. There was 14 prospects that were invited um, for the first ever prospect camp where you got to kind of, you know, talk with, with Rossi's coaching staff and Jed and kind of get a feel of everything. What was that camp like for you and how excited were you to be included in that group of just uh, top talent that the Cubs have? Oh, man, I'm. I, I'm I'm super blessed, and I know that all 13, 14 other guys, they were all super blessed. They put us right in the hotel, Zachary. I remember me and Ben flew on the same Ben Brown flew on the same flight, um, and we were just like so excited to get there. And we get in the Uber to get, uh, and they they the game was still going on. I think the Cubs were in the bottom of the seventh, bottom of the eighth, one of the two, and. They don't drop off close in like Wrigleyville, so we had to park. They uh, the Uber dropped us off, and we had to walk like all the way around. And we're just carrying our Cubs bags, and and then we finally get to Hotel Zachary, and we're we're just like walking up to it, like, dude, it's right beside the field. Like we're right across the field, and people are walking out, and like we we're, were like, dude, this is so sick. Like you can get used to this, and dude, I I was super blessed to just be a part of it, and. It was a super cool experience getting to talk to Tommy Hadovy, the head pitching coach, 
David Ross, all the hitting guys. We got to talk to Ian Happ, Nico Horner. Um, we got to talk to Carter Hawkins, Jed. We got to talk to the owner of the Cubs. It was Tom Ricketts and dude, it was, it was, it was an experience like, like none other before. And I was just blessed to be, to be, to be there. And, and though that it's just crazy how far you can come. And just, just thinking as an 18 year old dude is like, man, this is, this is a crazy experience. I can't believe I'm in front of these type of people, but one day I'm going to be like in their shoes. So it's just, it's just a start and there's a long ways to go, but it was, it was, it was definitely like to make me hungry, to make other guys hungry for like, this is what you want. So like, go get it. And it, they, they definitely did their job of that. So for those people that haven't watched you on hers day or any other days, talk to the listeners as far as what makes you unique as a pitcher and and what kind of pitches do you offer? What, what's kind of your repertoire? So I'm, I'm a left-handed pitcher and Right now, I'm just throwing a fastball, curveball, and a changeup. But we got a little slider coming in the mix now this year. Uh, I'm actually about to get it taught this week. And um, but I think the biggest part of my game, like when you watch me, is like my delivery. Like you're gonna tell, you're gonna be able to see like this dude don't throw like most other people. And it's 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 like if you're sitting on the first base side, it looks like I'm about to throw the ball over to you in the dugout. Uh, it's just a crossfire delivery and. I'm I'm a lot more extreme than most people that do crossfire, so it's it's really deceptive in how I throw. And but I think just like my game is like I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm super competitive. Like if you step in the box, like it's me versus it's me versus you. And like everything I've done in my life, like what I've learned from my dad, what I've learned from my mom, like they just made me into this competitor. That's like I, I'm not gonna lose. So it's like it's like a bulldog, and but like. <laughs> I just play with a lot of heart and like you can see me out there like if I get if a dude gets on third base and I, I got no outs and I strike the next three dudes out I'm a fist pump I'm gonna get I'm gonna get excited I'm gonna run off the mound or like do something like crazy but I just play with a lot of heart man and it, it's I, I enjoy pitching I, I love it a lot so that's that's kind of what you're gonna see on the mound. <laughs> Nice. And what do you do for fun off the mound, man? What you know, what, what is something that you like to do as far as enjoyment or when you're not doing baseball activities? Uh, I like to golf. I also like, I just got into, so me and Clark, uh, before we were in Tennessee, me, Clark and Estrada, I would, I would love fishing, man. They got, I, they really got me into fishing and then I started catching fish and dude, I, I've been hooked since, but <laughs> fishing and golfing and playing, playing Call of Duty or video games. That's, that's like my three things. I'm actually really into Yellowstone right now. I'm trying to catch up, but, uh, those are like the main things that I, I'm, I'm really into right now. Oh man, what, what do you like? What do they have you catching? Largemouth, any kind of bass or stuff like that? What are they yeah. catching? Well, when we were in Tennessee, we were we just were trying to look for these little ponds, and then we found one on the golf pond. And dude, there was they're not big at all. They're probably like pounds, but I mean, you throw it in, and you're catching and reeling them in instantly. It's like I caught like six or seven one day, and just this little pond, and it was it was sick. But I, I need to get to a lake where I can catch a real pond. And then when I went back to Fayetteville. And I first I got my PR, which it, it wasn't big, but it was like a three three and a half pounder. And right. dude, I was like, oh my god, this is sick. <laughs> I, I've been hooked on fishing since. Well, DJ, here's what I'm gonna tell you. I got a feeling that Cub fans are really gonna take to you those that aren't already excited about the possibility of you pitching at Wrigley Field. Uh, you got your first Cub convention coming up, and I know fans are buzzing to, to see you and and your and a lot of your teammates in the minors. 
anything you'd want to say to Cub fans uh, before you uh, show up at Cubs convention? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know much to say, but man, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we're, we're, the Cubs are building something for it, for the fans. And I think it has to do with a lot of these young guys and, I think y'all are going to grow up with us, and so I think it's going to be a, be a pretty sick moment for for not only us but Cubs fans, and there's going to be a lot of winning in there. So, But we're not there yet. We haven't done much yet, so we got to get there first, and I think that's the biggest thing is just being in the moment, and when the time comes, we're going to be full force and full gas pedal, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll tell you what, DJ, when you make your first start, I will be at Wrigley Field to see it. And I'm excited. I want to really thank you for your time today. And uh, like I said, looking forward to seeing you at Cub Convention. I appreciate it, Crawley. Thank you.